Kathy Zaka. Hi, I'm Susan Offen. And I'm Laura Potter. And we're your host today for Pure Truth. We want to welcome you to our podcast and thank you for listening. Today, we want to discuss something that's been on our hearts. And this topic is knowing the will of God. And our scripture for today is from Romans 12, 2. It says, don't copy the behavior and customs of this world, but let God transform you into a new person by changing the way you think. Then you will learn to know God's will for you, which is good and pleasing and perfect. Yes, yes, yes. That's a good one. All right. So this is a big one for me. You know, I used to desperately seek the will of God out. I prayed and I would ask anyone at church that I thought might know the answer to this question. I just wanted to know. It was like a deep desire to know what God created me for, mm. you know? All right. So, and this went on for years, you know, and I have to admit, I, I grew really frustrated. I cried angry tears over this desperate need to know the answer. But when I look back on it now, you know, I see the hand of God, you know, moving through my life, guiding me to that answer. And when I first got saved, that was a mess. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I had no idea God was going to take me through the journey I've been through. All I knew at that time was once I was lost, and now I'm found and set free. Mm-hmm. It was such an amazing feeling to see God in a different way than I had previously. You know, just a quick recap, because I've said most of this before, but I went to church often as a child, but not every week. And I was raised as a Baptist, but I didn't receive my salvation until I was 31 years old. And that day changed my entire life. Mm-hmm. I was finally on the right path, but I had to go through the fire to burn those impurities off of me. And there were many of them. And I'm so thankful that God was patient with me while I went through that process. And that's just the kind of God we serve. You know, he's, that's right. He, he gets us to where we need to go. And then he's like, okay, now I'm going to mold you. Mm-hmm. I'm going to create, put in you what I've created you for. Right. So, you know, after I searched for years for the answer to what God's perfect will was for me, I finally received an answer. You know, I sat in my prayer closet, begging, praying, crying, asking for God to reveal that answer to me until one day he finally did. His perfect will for me was summed up into two words. The Lord said, have faith. That was it. I was excited that he <laughs> had answered my well, my desperate prayer, but frustrated that it wasn't more. Have faith? That was it? That's it? Yeah. What does that mean, Lord? <laughs> what does you know? that mean? Right. It only brought on more questions and more frustration. But I was learning. You know, I, I didn't know or understand that at the time, but I do now. So I learned later that God's perfect will for me during that time or season was to have faith in him. And this went on for another couple of years. And I would ask God, what's next? You know, I'm ready. And his answer remained the same. Have faith. I was like, oh, okay. (laughs) You know, and then the trials and tribulations came. You know, my faith was tested like never before. There was more crying, more pleading, praying, begging. God, please deliver me me from this mountain that I've come up against. And the Lord's response, have faith. faith. Mm. Yeah. There are a lot of buts. But I, but I do have faith, Lord. But why now? But this isn't fair. But why, why me? me? Yes. <laughs> you know, it was one of the most difficult seasons of my life, but I made it through, and I've learned so much along the way, and, and I'm grateful for all that God did for me during that time. When the Lord said, have faith, I had no idea what to expect from those two little words. And in order to understand what he was asking from me, I had to start studying his word. You know, I attended so many Bible studies during those years. I remember making a promise to him that I still keep to this day. I said, Lord, I will faithfully read your word every single day. And it's become part of my daily routine. And I have not missed one single day since I have made that promise to him. 
The more I read, the more I learned, and the more I desired to know more about God. It has changed how I view everything. The words have faith were such a huge part of my journey that I have now written two books about faith. I've mentioned them before, so you can check out my website to find out more. Uh, Was that part of God's will for my life? Absolutely. I never thought I would be an author, but here I am now. I've published two books, and I plan on publishing more for His glory. So he was like telling you, have faith in me and trust that I'll show you what to do at the right time, you know, but it was also the title of your book. Yes. And he was saying the subject of what you were going to do, but you had no clue. Right. Right? Yes. Way to go, God. I know. (laughs) He was burning off those impurities. Like there was no way that I would have been ready for what God had for me as a new baby Christian. Right. Until I, you know, my old way of thinking, he had to replace it with some new stuff. And he he can't release you until you're ready. Right. And that takes time. It It takes years. Sometimes it does. Yeah. Right. It's taken me years. Right. Yes. It has me too. Right. Yeah. You know, that's just, that's just how good he is. Mm -hmm. He's like, all right, finally, finally, I've been calling her to me, you know, finally salvation happened. And okay, now what? Well, you got to have faith. What? <laughs> and wow. It says without faith, it's impossible to please, please God. God. So, yeah. you yeah. know, uh, let him work on you. He's good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think it's really important to have an intimate relationship with God. And, yeah. And finding out what his will is. Right. Well, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think reading the word and meditating on the word, for instance, ask God this question after eating. What does this mean for my life? Yeah. What are you communicating to me, God, over this scripture? Mm-hmm. It says in Genesis twenty four sixty three, Isaac went out to the field one evening to meditate, and as he looked up, he saw. So to meditate is to see things from God's perspective, and it happens out in the fields of life. Mm-hmm. Yes, it does. That's where the cows chew their cuds. <laughs> <laughs> That's where God provides for us. And in Isaac's case, meditating with God in the field enabled him to receive the wonderful wife God had for him. Yeah. You know, a cow chews its cud and digest it's like five times. Yeah. Before right. it actually goes in. You know what I mean? Like yeah. a, he he I think they have like five do they have five stomachs? Yeah. Something like that. Weird so, thing like that. Yeah. Yeah. But that just means thorough digestion. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> now I know this doesn't have anything to do with it, but we used to have a really old pony that would he, it wasn't in a corral. It just roamed on our property. Uh-huh. Yeah. And he would chew the grass and spit it out like skull. <laughs> like, so you'd find these little <laughs> things. Like he was like chewing tobacco. Yeah, it was just, <laughs> and, and we would just, you I know. I got my jaw. <laughs> <laughs> but it's a vision, you know, for, for the same thing as the cows. Yeah. But, you know. Yeah, that's right. Hopefully my kids never ran through it and had their feet. <laughs> or the cow manure. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. That's awesome. But, you know, we should spend quiet, private time with God is how I feel and be open to hearing his voice. Absolutely. My husband and I have sought the will of God in many family decisions. We sought God's will when we sold our farm in New York. I remember when we were hearing to sell our farm that we owned for over 20 years, we sought godly counsel from our friends and pastor at church. We also sought counsel over the sale price. And after we sought godly counsel, I contacted a real estate agent friend and thought we had a buyer organized. This was right after COVID and my niece and her husband sold their home during COVID and couldn't find a place to rent. They have two big dogs too. Mm -hmm. So she asked us to rent our house. 
And we agreed, and they knew that if we found a buyer, they would have to move out. Yeah. And so they had been living in our house for two weeks, and they fell in love with it and decided they want to buy it themselves. Mm-hmm. What awesome. a blessing. You still get to keep it the family. Yeah. Right. And there were no near need for realtors right. or, you know, all yeah. that Yeah, stuff. Worked it all out. Yeah. But it was a little odd because all our stuff was still in the house. Yeah. And we were in Texas, and this was when traveling was still challenging state to state with COVID regulations and Mm -hmm. silly masks. Yes. Mm -hmm. So we saw God's will also when we were deciding where our kids were going to high school. Yeah. Mm -hmm. We also prayed together as a family. Todd and I prayed together as well, and we sought godly counsel at a marriage Bible study with our church friends and pastor friend about where the kids were going to high school. Mm Mm-hmm. And several prospective high schools came to the kids' middle school to speak about their school. And after praying, we came to a decision and moved forward with applications. Right. Later, we prayed over whether we should move to the town near the school. We looked at houses with a realtor, and afterward, afterwards, we did not hear to move. Yeah. Mm-hmm. We heard to just stay living in our house. Right. And, you know, another time we thought the will of God was over this podcast. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. For sure. We three, Kathy, Laura, and I, we sought godly counsel and prayer before we started it. And our Bible study teacher and the leadership prayed over us. Mm -hmm. We three individually prayed to hear the will of God as well. And we waited until we heard before we moved forward. Yeah. Yeah. You know, when Kathy asked me and she approached me about this, I'm like, yeah, I'm going to have to think about that. And I know we've talked about this before, but I mean, that... That's a big decision. You didn't and, know how awkward it was for me. Yeah, <laughs> I'm sure. Yeah, really. Hey, God told me you're doing you're supposed podcast. to do this. <laughs> what? And said, hey, you're gonna do it too. And they both are like, yeah, that's not me. Yeah, <laughs> yeah I'm no. like, what's not me? Either? I'm like, uh, yeah, don't tell me what to do. <laughs> <laughs> you're not the boss of me. You're not the boss of me. <laughs> but yeah, I I had to really seriously think about this because this is something I've never done before. Yeah, I never even thought of doing anything like. Right. Right. this before we didn't exactly like, do zero about zero it. zero <laughs> information about a podcast nothing yeah. like nothing yeah but and, god brought it all together yeah. where do you buy a microphone right. <laughs> i did know that because i was a photographer, photographer yeah. right so i know how to get equipment but i i just i had to pray about it a lot yeah. and of course god always speaks to me through dreams yes he does. and he gave me a dream And in the dream, I, you know, because for 24 years, my husband and I did youth ministry and we taught, you know, youth in teenagers and seniors and all that kind of stuff. So he gave me a familiar setting. And in the dream, I was in a classroom, like I was, I was teaching our classroom, but it was with these students that we used to teach, but they were no longer teenagers anymore. They were in their thirties and forties, like millennials. Yeah. And I was, you know, doing what I always did, do a head count. How many kids are in the class, you know? And, and, um, and I just, I, when I woke up from the dream, I was impressed to think about that dream, you know, because I always do as far as interpretation, like, yeah. Lord, what are you trying to say to me? And, and he was showing me that with this podcast, you're going to be doing something you, you've done before. So don't be afraid. You know, you're, this is something you're familiar with, right? which is teaching. Yeah. Mm-hmm. But um, I want you to reach a broader audience. I want you to now, you know, like, because in the past, we would be, you know, teaching kids and stuff. And if we had to move to another church or we were doing something else, some of the kids would get disappointed because they didn't get to have us as teachers. Right. I'm like, well, that's that was a really nice compliment. Right. But I felt really bad for the kids because it's like, hey, I have to follow the Lord's lead 
If he's telling us to go, we got to go. Right. You know, I'm faithful to him, to to Jesus, and not a church, right? right? And so I always felt bad for the kids. But it was like the Lord was showing me, you know those kids that felt bad because they couldn't be in your class? Yeah. Well, now they can be. And you don't have to be, they don't have to be in your class. You can reach them through the airwaves, through this podcast. That amazing. Oh, wow. And it was like such confirmation to me. I was like, oh, wow, okay, cool. Yeah. You know, <laughs> that works. And it wouldn't be just those kids. It could right. be just whoever. Way more. To, yeah. Way more. Not just, just kids, you know. Right. But he was just, I think that was representative or symbolic of the next generation. Yeah. You know, as that we can reach them and right. help teach them the things that we've learned. Right. Right. And they don't have to go through the long haul process that we did, you right. know, trying to learn it. We can teach it to them and they can learn it faster. Yes. Right. At a younger age. Because God's calling out the younger generation. Yes. Yes. They're going to yeah. move way quicker than we did. Yeah. <laughs> and if, like, you're not feeling well or you're on a business tra- or traveling somewhere, you can still listen. Right. Yeah. You don't have to be. You don't have to be in attendance location. at the class, right. you right. know, or confined to that right. one church, right? I love it. We are the church. Yeah. So yeah. we can reach so many people everywhere. The yeah. church that's everywhere, right? Yes. And so, you know, he also spoke to me about when we were starting this podcast. Yeah. And we were we first had a title and then that title we found out that title was taken, you know, for this podcast. Yeah. And so I'm like, "Okay, Lord, show us." I remember Kathy said, "Lord, show us what the title should be. What's yes. the name of our podcast?" We prayed about it. And we prayed yes. about it, and then the Lord told Kathy, "Just go to sleep because she was really tired that yeah. night." Well, that night I had a dream. He gave me the dream. Yep. And I'm the creative, you know, type. And so he gave me a vision and I saw this beautiful, like, rainforest setting, you know, and there was just lush green forest and I saw a waterfall coming down, just the, you know, it, it flowing. And then I saw the word pure truth. And the waterfall was coming through the U on the word. Yeah, for pure. I saw the waterfall coming through the U and it was like the waterfall is going to be flowing out of you. You're going to pour out. You are going to pour out what I've poured through you. And I woke up going, I've got it. <laughs> and I remember she texts us the next day. Yeah. I've got it. I've got, I got it. it. I got it. And I got it just it. The Lord showed me. Like yeah. the answers are like, yes. And I, I had to draw a picture. Yeah. I, I got out my colored pencils, you right. know, from days gone by. Yeah. I just pulled out my colored pencils and I drew exactly what I saw. I saw a rainbow. And then I saw the, the, you know, the rainforest. It was just so cool how God confirmed through a dream exactly. What, I mean, again, him giving me that was even more confirmation that this is what you're supposed to be doing. Right. Right. Yeah. And the, and the whole waterfall at the beginning and, and the end of our episode, that's why we do the birds. That's the why we make those sound because effects. Because that was, yeah. yeah, because it's just. We want to set the setting of right. what God gave to us. Right. Yeah, Exactly. You can't see it, but you can hear it. Right. <laughs> you know, we even prayed about the company that would provide the platform for our podcast. That was a big decision right. for us. You know, right. that was. So he just brought all that together too. That was a divine appointment. Mm-hmm. Just somebody that I knew, and he set me up with somebody, and I had the first meeting. And these are big Hollywood guys, you know, that are in California. They, you know, they have that whole Hollywood. They're used to that. They're used to stuff. that type of thing. Mm-hmm. But they were looking for a, a Christian platform for you know they wanted to add to their. I guess they're their platform for, right. for reaching for out the to podcast. Yes. Mm-hmm. And, you know, we just clicked and, you know, we prayed about it again. The Lord said, and remember, Kathy, the Lord said, I will bring the people to he you. Did. 
because we had no clue. Yeah. <laughs> we were like, how are we going to do this? And it was just, again, have faith. Yes. Yes, that's like right. Like he's told you a long time ago. Right. But again, it's continuing on. We got to yeah. continue to have faith and just trust him that he's going to provide the answers. Yeah. Yeah. So Isn't God good? He yes. is good. So here we are. You know, here we are. Will of God. Here we are. <laughs> doing his will. You know, recently I sought the Lord's will for the deliverance conference I just went to. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Recently, Kathy and I attended a deliverance conference that was four days long, and it was very intense, thorough, and very freeing. Yes, mm-hmm. it was. And I prayed to seek the will of God if I should attend. And as soon as I filled out the intake form, which was on Christmas vacation, I knew that I knew that I knew in my heart and spirit I needed to attend. Mm-hmm. You heard that too. Oh, Kathy. yeah. I prayed also. I knew the Lord was saying, yeah, you need to go to this conference. And I was so glad I did. Mm-hmm. I Me learned too. so much. Yeah. You know? I was freed from many things at this conference. I discussed all of this, of course, with my husband, which led us to pray to hear if he and I should attend one together. And so we heard that we should attend and we just arrived home yesterday. Mm-hmm. He received a lot of deliverance and freedom as well as me. And we feel so much more on the same page. There's no words to describe how great these conferences are and the word works. Yeah. Yep. You know, in Exodus 40, the Lord said to Moses, set up a tabernacle, the tent of meeting on the first day of the first month. The Lord gave him many more details about how Moses should set it up, Mm -hmm. place the ark of the testimony in it and shield the ark with the curtain, bring in the table and set out what belongs on it. Then bring in the lampstand and set up its lamps. Place the gold altar and put water in it. Set up the court year round and put the curtain at the entrance to the courtyard. This is verse 8, and he keeps on giving details up to verse 16 as to how he should do it. And yeah. after this chapter describes all the details of how obedient and careful Moses was in following every single detail God instructed him to do, even the smallest detail. He didn't make a reasonable general copy of God's description, but an exact copy. Mm-hmm. This is a person in the Bible I want to follow yes. when it comes to obedience. Right. Because God told Moses how to build the tabernacle and Moses delegated jobs in order to do it. God allows people to participate with him in carrying out his will. He doesn't want us sitting around and watching him do it all. He wants us to partner with him and give our best effort when work needs to be done. So good. Yeah. And, you know, you might have felt that way regarding the podcast. Right. You know, yeah. like you have people alongside you right doing it with you yeah exactly mm-hmm. so it's more comforting feeling yeah you know oh yeah i can't i have a hard time doing things on my own but Me when too. i have <laughs> when i have a group you know yeah. I, i'm like i have more assertiveness and yeah. i feel like i know what i'm doing but when i'm by myself i tend to get more uneasy about yeah. my decisions and I eh, I'm not doing that. Vacillate back and forth. <laughs> Should I do this? Should I not? You know. Right. Right. And since we've done the podcast too, our hearts lined up in such a way, you know, it's it's more of a God put us together for a reason, but we have similar hearts mm-hmm. when it when it comes to helping other people, I guess is right. what I'm trying to say. And just trying to draw them into God, just just the way God drew us into him mm-hmm. and yes. how much it's helped us and, and changed us. Right. Right. Us. And right. we have that same heart. We want to do that for the people so they can, so God can that's do what right. he needs to mm-hmm. do with them. Yeah. So cool. Look at all that's going on in our world today. Thanks to Jesus, we have the authority to fight spiritual warfare and stop the evil going on. Yes. Right. 
And speaking of partnering, God wants us to partner with him, renew our minds to have kingdom mindsets and help restore on earth our earth by helping to make it like heaven on earth. We can't just sit around and wait to be lulled to sleep. In the meantime, we lose more of his kingdom on earth every day. Yes. New laws that take away our freedom. Schools have more authority over students than our own par- their own parents. It's ridiculous. Which is ridiculous. So yes. ridiculous. Another example of the Bible I'd like to talk about is when the Lord spoke to Moses in the desert of Sinai. After they came out of Egypt, he said, Haven't the Israelites celebrated Passover at the appointed time? Celebrate it at the appointed time at twilight on the 14th day of this month in accordance with all ties, rules, and regulations. That's good. So Moses told the Israelites to celebrate Passover, and they did. They did everything just as the Lord commanded Moses. Some couldn't celebrate because they became unclean. So the Lord tells them in detail exactly what to do if anyone was unclean. Receiving guidance for the journey, the cloud above the tabernacle. In Numbers 9, 15 through 23, on the day of tabernacle, the tent of the testimony was set up and the cloud covered it. From evening until morning, the cloud above the tabernacle looked like fire. That's how it continued to be. The cloud covered it and at night it looked like fire. So whenever the cloud lifted from above the tent, the Israelites set out. Wherever the cloud settled, the Israelites camped. As long as the cloud was there, they remained in camp. Whenever the cloud lifted, they would set out. At the Lord's command, they'd set out. They obeyed the Lord's order in accordance with his command through Moses. Okay, what does all this mean? <laughs> right. right? It's very interesting. A pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night guided and protected the Israelites as they traveled across the desert. Right. The cloud and fire were not merely natural phenomena. They were the vehicle of God's presence and the visible evidence of his moving and directing his people. The Israelites traveled and camped as God guided. It's like when we follow God's, God's guidance, we know where God wants us, whether we're moving or staying in one place. Yeah. And for example, I, I am in one place physically right now, right? Right. Mm-hmm. But maybe instead of praying, God, what do you want me to do next? I should ask, God, what do you want me to do right here, right, right now? now? That's mm-hmm. good. Direction from God isn't just for our next big moves. I believe he has a purpose in placing me where I am right now. And if I'm seeking his will, it helps me to understand his purpose for my life by discovering what he wants me to do right now in this time, in this place. Kind of like you when you were saying have faith, when he was saying, do you have faith? Right. Mm -hmm. Like, okay, what does that mean? Yeah. Right. (laughs) How do I do that? (laughs) What does that that mean, Lord? Mm -hmm. Yeah. So how can we know the will of God for our lives? You know, I think that's a question every believer has asked, like Kathy was talking about. Yeah. She's begging and yes. crying. And, Help. <laughs> you know, and we just wondered not only for ourselves, but even I asked God, you know, that same question for my children and my spouse. You know, what are they supposed to be right. doing with their lives? Right. And how can I pray into that? And I personally know that the main key in understanding the will of God for our lives is by setting aside time to just let God speak to you. Yes. yes. You know, having that quiet time alone with God that he can speak to you and guide your heart to be impressed to move in a certain direction. And he may give you a word spoken into your thoughts. He may speak to you while you're reading God's word. And like a verse just jumps off the page at you, you know, and it like totally applies to your situation. You know, he may use someone else to give you a prophetic word or show, you know, you signs that you're, you know, as you're going about your day and and point you in the right direction. You know, God may give you a vision or speak to you in dreams. 
those are just, I mean, a few examples of how God can speak to you and guide you into your life, you know, the will of for your life. You know, for me personally, God's guided me through many, many, many dreams over the years. And I'm so thankful that he speaks to me and guides me, you know, this way, like we were talking about with the podcast. He right. just, he confirms things through my dreams. Yes. You know, your right. your mind can just run amok up there with, with thoughts, right? Well, and he knew yes. that in order for you to be comfortable with doing that, that's how he speaks to you. Right. He knew that he was going to have to do that for you to get on board with it. Right. 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 Same with you, Susan. You had to get that confirmation from him. Yeah, before absolutely. You were like, yeah, I'm going to blindly jump into this. Sure. Mm-hmm. You always want to make sure that's what God wants you to do. Right. I that's need that right. firm confirmation. Yes. Not right. just a maybe. Yeah. I need firm. Well, you, yes or you no. You got your dream. Just remember, this was months before I even approached y'all. God came at me like six months prior, and he's like, You're doing this. You didn't. No, I'm not. You're doing it. Yeah. No, I'm not. <laughs> You're doing this. No, it. I'm not. Because I don't know what I'm doing. Yeah, you are. And I'm going to send you all the people. And then he, I, then I started trying to embrace the idea. That's when he's like, okay, you're not doing it by yourself. Because at first I was thinking, okay, well, I'm going to have to have Caitlin do it with me. And she's, you know, and I'm like, oh, my, that's my daughter. Mm-hmm. And I'm like, oh. and he's like, no, it's not Caitlin. She's going to be involved in it. But now she's not. And I'm like, well, who's going to do this with me? And that's when he's brought you guys. And I was like, yeah. okay, okay. Now you got to go tell him. Okay. Okay. <laughs> and then you told us in the booth at a restaurant. And we were like, what <laughs> are you talking about? Yeah. Check, please. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> this lady's crazy. <laughs> so we, okay. So we could totally get overwhelmed, you know, yes. with those kind of thoughts right. and too many yeah. choices, right? We right. become overloaded with yes. thousands of thoughts, you know, yeah. and we have to really... It, it becomes hard to settle our minds down and focus, you know, on what God wants. Right. But I t- I'll tell you, just from experience, when we're in a dream state of sleep, our subconscious mind is more at rest and more in tune with who we truly are called to be and created to be. And I know from experience that, like, in my dreams, I'm way more confident and bolder, you know, of things, like, and things come to me so much easier in my mind in my dreams. Yeah. It makes me a lot more teachable. Than when I'm awake. Yes. Does that make sense? Right. Yes. And so God will give me dreams, you know, during this resting time. So I will receive his instructions without hesitation. And I've learned to know the dreams that come from God. And I write them down as soon as I wake up. And I journal my dreams, not only, you know, do, doing that action of journaling them helps me remember all the details of the dream, but it also helps me go back and read through and realize, you know, what God is trying to tell me. Yeah. Uh, just kind of analyzing it, right? Right. And I even pray and I ask God to give me dreams to help me to know either what to do in a situation or even how to think about a person. Right. You know, because you may meet people and you're just not sure about them. And so you're asking the Lord for, let me know. Right. Is this person trustable? You know, can I trust Trustworthy, them? yeah. Trustworthy, yeah, not trustable. <laughs> Is that a word? <laughs> <laughs> Sounded good to me. <laughs> or, you know, do I need to keep my distance? Right. Right. Discernment. Yeah. You know, for example, when um, every time there's a presidential election, I always pray and I ask God, you know, who who do I need to vote for? Right. You know, there's been many times I just wasn't sure who to vote for. Mm-hmm. And God gave me dreams to guide my thoughts in the right way. And I, I remember back when Obama was running for president and the race was between McCain and Obama. Remember that? Yep. Yeah. And I remember I was laying in my pool one day and I was just like, I don't know. You know, I have no idea who to vote for. I don't really like either one of them. <laughs> for personal, it's just like, I don't have a good feeling about these guys, you know. Yeah. And so I just prayed and I asked God who I should vote for. 
And then God gave me a dream. He gave me actually several dreams, and they were they were warning dreams regarding Obama. And because I didn't have any, I had no clue about the guy yeah. beforehand, Either. you know, have no idea where he's coming from. Yeah. I had no clue about McCain. So I have the have to have the Lord lead me right. and direct me. Because he does. And I trust him through my dreams. Yes. So, you know, and I, I, once I had these dreams, I knew how to cast my vote because these were warning dreams. Right. So I knew who to vote for, right? I have yes. to vote for the other guy. Right. And then years down the road, when Trump first announced that he was running for president, first, I wasn't all that excited about him, you know? <laughs> I don't think anybody was. I, I only knew him to be a businessman, a celebrity, and someone who had trouble controlling his mouth. Right. Right. But you know. We also knew we needed something different, right? Yeah. Right. how I looked at it. Right. We needed something different than what we were well, doing. Well, sure. Sure. Because yeah, right. it wasn't good. But I didn't know how God wanted me to move forward. Right. But then God gave me a dream about Trump. And where I saw him in the dream, I saw him saving the church. Like here, here's the the dream that I had. I think I might have mentioned this before in, in yeah. uh, the dream episode right. you know, that we did. But there was I was on this ark. Okay, it was a big ark. I just knew it was like Noah's ark. Yeah. And Trump was to my left, and he was like in the very middle of the the ark, like the steerman on a ship, right? right. And then my husband was to the right of me. And I saw Trump, and he just had this stoic look on his face, like just facing forward with never budging, never moving. He just never moved his position. He had that look that he always has on his face, like, I'm getting business done, right? Yeah. And then I saw my husband to the right, and right above my husband's head was a TV, like in a hospital room. You know, it's up in the corner of the room. Mm -hmm. And I saw on the TV that the stock market was just going crazy, like, going up and my husband because he's an it manager but he also works with finances and mutual funds he keeps an eye on the market a lot of course our retirement's in that you know right and he was jumping up and down celebrating because the stock market was going really good and he was like woohoo having a party over there (laughs) we're gonna we're doing good (laughs) and i look back over at trump and he never budged and he just had this Stoic look. He was focused, very hard focused. I looked at my husband. He's celebrating. I looked back. I kept looking back and forth and back and forth. And I knew that on this ark was the church. I knew that the whole church was on this ark. Wow. That was just a knowledge that I had in my mind, right? And so, I mean, that's just a, that's just the the dream in a nutshell. Yeah. But God was showing me in that dream because I was asking for interpretation later on, he showed me that President Trump was to save the church like in the days of Noah. That's why we were on the ark. Wow. And his face and his direction, never changing and never budging from his position, that expression on his face, when I woke up, I remember thinking of the verse, Jesus set his face like a flint towards Jerusalem, which yeah. is from Luke nine fifty one. Yeah. And he also showed me that one of his main concerns was for the state of Israel. Remember, that was one of the first things that yes. Trump did when he became president. Right. And so that's what it reminded me was Jesus set his face like a flint towards Jerusalem, and so is Trump. Yeah. His face is like a flint. It's not budging. It's not moving. Yeah. And then I was trying to think what else that I the Lord showed me. Oh, um, he showed my my own initial perspective of Trump was not God's perspective. You know, he was show- God was showing me his perspective. Yes. And I needed to readjust my thinking so that I knew who to vote for. Right. Right. 
And so even though, you know, we may not know or have a clue about what is to come, or we don't know what we're supposed to do, but God can give you dreams and he can give you visions to guide you into his perfect truth. And just ask God to give you dreams for direction and ask him to help you to remember your dreams too, because a lot of us forget them when we wake up. Yes. um, So just get up and write them down. Yeah. And God will speak to you through those dreams. One of the things that I, I frequently ask God is to speak to me, you know, all throughout my day. Right. You know, I could be in the kitchen cooking dinner or cleaning the house, and Holy Spirit will speak a word to me that will be a something that's, you know, key to what I'd been asking about earlier. Right. Or even when I'm preparing to talk about certain subjects, even for this podcast, I'll ask the Holy Spirit what He wants me to write or even where to begin on that subject. And he'll pop something into my mind. I'll go, hey, that's a great idea. You know, uh-huh. you're yeah. so good, God. Yes. <laughs> and so he, the Holy Spirit's your constant companion, right? And he'll lead your thinking into the will of God all the time. And his ideas are always better than mine anyway. Oh, right. You know? Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I believe God deposited personal dreams and desires and a passion into each and every one of our hearts, you know, of what he's called us to do. And there are certain things that you may feel compelled or excited to do that I wouldn't have any interest in doing, right? Right. Right. It's what he's put into you. So each one of us has a calling and a role to play in God's kingdom. And it's important for you to pursue God's heart for your life and just let him bring you into that place of understanding to fulfill the dream that he's deposited within you. Right. That's right. And I feel one of the best ways to start is to start just setting up time apart with the Lord to meet with him in prayer. You know, Matthew 6, 6 says, but when you pray, go away by yourself, shut the door behind you, and pray to your father in private. And then your father who sees everything will reward you. It's always about that intimacy. It is. Mm -hmm. That's the key. We keep talking about it. It is. Yep. You got to pursue his heart first by spending time honoring him, you know, with worship and praise, and then just spend time thanking him for all that you see him doing in your life. Not only does this fill your heart with gratitude, but it changes your whole mood your mindset and outlook on the li- on right. life, you know. And the scriptures tell us that we can enter his courts with praise and thanksgiving. So that's how I begin with him. Each time I meet with him, you know, then I, I spend time just thanking Jesus for all that he's done for me and all, you know, and for all mankind for dying on the cross and being resurrected from the dead. This is just the process I go through yeah. to come into his courts, right. you know, and to meet with him so that he can Tell me what to do. Yes. Right? You want his guidance. You want his direction. And you definitely want his revelation. Right. Yes. Right? And yes. it's, it's once you do that and you go through that process of just trying to enter into his presence. Right. Then I wait and I hear his thoughts, you know, and then he begins speaking to me. Right. It might be a short phrase, but that's, that's enough to get me started. And I right. get off, up, off my knees and I open my journal and I write down what I hear him saying. Right. And then I continue to hear anything else that he has to say. I'll write down like everything. This is how I receive words for each day. You know, uh, you can ask God to share his heart regarding a decision that you need to make or just ask him what he wants you to do for your future. Whatever it is, you can ask God and wait to hear his voice. You may not hear God speak it to you yet, but be persistent and continue to come to him in faith, asking and waiting to hear him speak to you. You know, Matthew 7, 7 through 8 says, Ask, and it'll be given to you. Seek, and you will find. Knock, and it'll be opened for you. For everyone who asks receives, and he who seeks finds, and him who knocks, it will be opened. Another way we can know God's will for our lives is by being involved, like, say, in a Bible study group 
or church small group or attending a prophetic conference. Right. You know, it's when we're involved in community with other people that God can speak through others to speak to us. Yes, Yes, that's very true. You know, God may give someone a prophetic word to speak to you, and it may be just what you were needing to hear to give you that guidance that you were looking for. Or a prophetic word, you know, can also give you the confidence to step out and follow a dream or take a step of faith that you were hesitant to take. But the confirming word from God helped you know exactly what you should do. And that's why God puts us together, you know, with other people so we can help each other. That's so good, Laura. Thank you for that. Gosh, it is so encouraging. Mm -hmm. You know, so how I got to where I am today is through intimate prayer. Intimate prayer time with the Lord. We're talking about intimacy. I think we all did. Yeah. You know, trusting that He will guide my path in the direction of His will for my life. And now, years later, after the first time God said to me, have faith, I am hosting a podcast. (laughs) Speaking His truth to people. Yep. You know, I've visited heaven many times. I receive visions from the Lord, and He speaks prophetic words to me. He's given me visions of things to come and things He wants me to do. And if I were to ask God what His will for me is now, the list would be endless. Right. But I had to go through the fire to get to where I am now, you know, and I'm thankful and grateful for every single part of my journey because it changed me into a better person. You know, they call that the refiner's fire. I sure do. Mm-hmm. I got to get those impurities off, mm-hmm. burn them off. You know, I had a vision last year where I was taken to my personal room in heaven. Oh, it's so amazing. It was one of the most profound visions that I've ever experienced. And in that vision, there were things the Lord showed me that didn't look familiar to me. And he said, you haven't done those things yet, but you will. Awesome. Wow. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to share a portion of that vision. Uh, it was from March the 9th of 2022. So I went to sit with the Lord late in the evening. It was early morning hours. And I, I turned my praise and worship music on. And I was worshiping. And I, as I was waiting for him, I closed my eyes. And I immediately saw a door. And I heard Jesus say, unlock the door with the key and go inside. So in a previous encounter with Jesus, he had given me a set of keys that I clasped tightly to my heart. So as I was standing in front of the door, those keys were in my hand. I unlocked the door. And when I walked through it, I was stunned. I was in my room in heaven, a room created just for me. It held all my dreams and visions. It held everything from the time I was born to the end of my life here on earth. It was so familiar to me. And I want to stop here for a minute before I go on. This is the most intimate thing I've ever experienced in my life. Mm. It was my whole life right in front of me. Like I could see it inside a room that had all the things that were about me. And it's hard to put into words all the feelings and thoughts that were going on through my head. It was good, good, so good, so special, you know, so me, right? Mm-hmm. There was so much activity going on around me, and all I could do was stare, trying to take it all in. And then I heard the Lord speak, tell me what you see. I could hear he was excited. He, he was excited to share this experience with me, and I could hear it in his voice. And I said, you know, I see books on bookshelves. I see a table with chairs in the corner. The Lord asked, what else? And I said, I see a lampstand. And I stopped and focused on that lampstand. I was so mesmerized. I then said, you know, it has perfect light. And the Lord just chuckled. (laughs) I'll never forget that sound. He noticed the lampstand was made, or I noticed, sorry, I noticed the lampstand was made of gold and the light lit up the entire room perfectly. There was so much to see. And as I was trying to take it all in, I heard the Lord speak again, take one of the books off the shelf and open it. So my hands obeyed. And as I opened the book, butterflies came fluttering out fluttering out. Isn't that cool? So some of them look like tiny little angels. I saw light sparkles coming from the book and I asked the Lord, what is in it? And he replied, it hasn't been written. And I knew in my spirit, there is much he wants me to do. And he delighted in showing me these little small details. Mm. So my focus turned to the lampstand again. And the Lord spoke, the lampstand is important to you. 
perfect light is important to you, you're going to write a book about it. Mm. So I looked at the beautiful book in my hand, nodding in acknowledgement, and I was amazed at this revelation. And then he asked, what shape is this room? So I looked around, again, amazed at what I was seeing. It isn't round or square. I, you know, I started walking around the room and couldn't come up with a shape. And I said, it's multifaceted. That's the only word I could think of you know, in my, in my wow. mind at that mm. time. I saw angels working on things all around me, and I then began noticing things that were not familiar to me. And before I asked, the, I asked it, the question, the Lord said, there are parts of you that you haven't met yet. Mm. Oh, wow. It chills thinking about that again. I know all about you, but you don't know all of you yet. There are many things that you have not done, but you will. So cool. Yeah. So I, uh, sorry, I get emotional. I soaked for several moments in what he was saying. This was so personal to me. Mm -hmm. In this room, my room, there were parts of me that I didn't even know yet. I had not met parts of my future self yet. Wow. This was profound to me. God had so much faith in me, and I couldn't believe I was standing in this room. I cried tears of unbelief. I cried tears of joy and tears of laughter. The activity and the atmosphere in my room was so fun and giddy. You know, there was singing and so much joy. And, you know, then the Lord took me into someone else's room. There's a room for every one of us in heaven. The light in this room was dim, and there was hardly any activity. And I felt sad for whoever this room belonged to. I knew that this person did not know God. And our Father doesn't want it this way. He wants all of His children to know Him intimately. And He took me back to my room, and I began to look around even more. And again, it was so familiar to me. But then I noticed there were some of my failures in life, bad decisions, you know, silly mistakes. They were all lined up on a shelf. And I asked the Lord, why are my failures here? I don't want to be reminded of these things. And he immediately and excitedly responded, these are not failures. I don't see them that way. These are lessons learned that got you to where you are now. Hmm. Wow. Some of them are hard lessons, but each of them are stepping stones that brought you here. Embrace them because they're a part of you. Again, more revelation poured to me. I know he was showing those things to me as a reminder that I need to love myself as he loves me. Yeah, that's right. And as I was standing there crying, processing that this is the most intimate I've ever been with myself, tears streaming down my face, my Lord started relaying to me all the reasons that he loves me. Mm. Here's what he said. He said, it's the way you love me, daughter. It's your faith in me. It's the way you laugh. It's your compassion to help people know me. It's your smile. It's the way you love your husband. It's the intimate time you spend with me. It's the way you love your children. It's the way you write. It's the way you love your grandchildren. It's how you love other people. It's your determination to draw closer to me. It's the way you love your family and the way you love your friends. It's the way you dance. <laughs> it's hearing your voice. It's because you so easily forgive the ones that have hurt you. It's the joy I feel when you are near. It's your willing willingness to learn all that you can about me. It's your faith in reading your Bible every single night. It is your determination to overcome every obstacle in your life. It's because you're humble. It's because you're loyal. It's because you're a good teacher. It's the sacrifices that you make for your family. It's how you take care of your family. It's your precious heart. It's because you love to give to others. It's the depth in your eyes. It's your stubbornness on not giving up on anything. It's the way you love to encourage others. It's how hard you work to achieve your goals. It's the tears you cry when no one's watching. I know what those tears are for, and they are precious to me. It's your joy for life. 
It's how hard you seek approval from everyone around you. I cried out when he kept saying these things. I said, Father, you're so, so good. I love you so much. Mm -hmm. I was so overwhelmed with love for him. The love I felt when he was speaking those words to me were unlike anything I've ever, ever experienced in my entire life. It was beautiful, breathtaking, humbling. You know, I fell asleep that night with the Lord still whispering the many reasons he loves me. He kept going all throughout the night. There were hundreds of reasons he gave me, and I, I couldn't even write them all down. I woke up a couple of times during the night, and I still heard him whispering to me. Wow. And when I woke up the next morning, he was still speaking. Mm. It was the most beautiful thing to me. I'll never forget that experience. God is just so good. Mm-hmm. Oh, you know, I, when you kept describing your room, I'm like, that's your heart. Yeah. Your room is your heart. Right. Oh, and everything's there's, right there. Yeah, and like he said, there's things you haven't experienced yet, which right. changes your heart. Right, right. So that's beautiful. He gave you a glimpse into your heart. Yeah. That's that's amazing. It is amazing. I haven't read that word until I was thought about. The Lord brought it back to my mind when I was doing this episode. Mm-hmm. And I, I read it through again. I, I couldn't even finish reading it because I just get so emotional every time. Well, I yeah. I mean, that's so, so special. Intimate. Personal, intimate. I mean... Can you imagine if we all just sat and spent time alone with the Lord and asked Him to reveal those things yes. to us? Oof, wow. You know, yeah. how reassuring, how faith-building, Yeah, you know, and then just, just you feel so loved. And that's exactly what I felt. Seriously, yeah. Unconditional. Right. Mm-hmm. You know, and I just think of so many people that, you know, have never had good parents yeah. or never had... You know, someone speaking so much love, and it's just over it, them. It heals you. Yes, it heals you because God, our Father, is the perfect Father. Yeah, yes. Not our earthly Father, right? Because our earthly fathers can let us down, right? Or and our and earthly mothers, human. right? They're yeah. human. We're all human. We're all human. But God is God, right? And He is not like a man. No, nope. He says, "I'm not like a man that I should lie." Right, right. He doesn't change, never. Doesn't change. And He is full of love because God is love. Yes. And you got to experience that. Yeah. That's really special. So amazing. Thank you for sharing that. Yeah, Kathy. thank you. Yeah. And I didn't read all of it, so if you want to read the rest of it, you can go to my website. It's com. You know, God already has it all planned out for us. He knows what he created us for. And we must seek him. We must seek him out to get the answer to the question of what God's perfect will is. Mm-hmm. It will be different for every single person. Right. He doesn't leave any detail out. No. I can tell you that just by going to my room. All the details. They're right. all there. <laughs> he stores them all up. So his will for you may change over the course of your journey. He may ask you to do something that you're not familiar with. But if he does, do it with your whole heart. Mm-hmm. Pursue it and continue to pray because he already has it all figured out. All you need to do is ask him. And right. he'll be there right with you. Right. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. All right. That's all the time we have today, guys. We hope you enjoyed today's episode on knowing the will of God. And I hope that it encouraged you. Please join us next week. Yeah, and we just want to close with this scripture from Proverbs nineteen twenty one. A person may have many plans in their heart, but the Lord's purpose wins out in the end. Yeah, today's episode was edited by Caitlin Beck. Thank you so much, Caitlin, for all that you do. We appreciate yes, you. Yeah. We do. <laughs> Before you go, we invite you to please leave a written review anywhere you listen to this podcast. The more positive reviews we receive will lead to more listeners that God can reach. Also, please subscribe. We would appreciate it very much. And we just want to thank you for listening and allowing us to pour pure truth into you today. And we would love to hear from you. So please email us at puretruthpodcast3, that's the number three, at gmail.com. 
guests. And please visit our websites. Mine is kathyzaka.com. Mine is laurapotter.us. And mine is susanoffen.com. And we hope you'll join us next time. And remember, live thirsty. Thank you, and may the Lord bless you and keep you, and may his face shine upon you and give you his peace. All right, until next time, Susan, Laura, and Kathy. Welcome to Sarah Talk Solutions. Ladies and gentlemen, you've tuned into a bit of a different type of show. I'm Sarah B, and I'm your host. You can find me on my IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. I talk about amazing, relevant conversations and topics and what functions that goes on in this magical, wonderful, wonderful city of the City of Angels. My IG, which is Aussie underscore Sarah underscore LA. Electric Introducing the Deep Leadership Podcast. Leadership is a people business. That's the philosophy of your podcast host, John Rennie. As a former submarine officer who spent 22 years leading businesses in corporate America before starting his own manufacturing business, he knows that leadership matters. Leadership matters. Deep Leadership is real-world, actionable leadership advice from John and his expert guests. Become a leader worth following. Subscribe today. Electric acid. Electric acid.